another very similar story. Mm. I remember going down to MTSU because I was in Nashville, mm-hmm. right? And I had called my buddy. I said, bro, I just got 500 flyers printed out. I got to go to MTSU and pass these flyers out, mm-hmm. right? Help me out and I and lunch on me. He was like, cool. I go <laughs> lunch on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no I question. Do, yeah. I ate the dollar menu at Burger King's. I knew the Talk exact to- total, bro, of mm-hmm. what my order was going to be because that's mm-hmm. all I could afford, bro. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Every single day, mm-hmm. I would go to Burger King and spin that block mm-hmm. and I was getting out. I think it was like a Baconator or whatever the case yeah, it yeah. was, bro. I knew off the dollar menu, bro. Yeah. I ate off the dollar menu, bro, for a year. Mm. I ate off the dollar menu for a year. But anyway, Mm. we went down to MTSU. We passed out these flyers, put them on cars or whatnot. Uh, By the time halfway back to Nashville, I got a phone call. Hey, uh, I just picked up one of your flyers. You know, is this, you know, I said, yeah. He was like, man, this is the uh, administration. You know, you can't do that. You got to come out here Mm. and pick it up. And uh, I was like, crap. So I hung up the phone. I was like, man, I'm not going back to pick up the flyers. No question. Get back to Nashville. I mean, yeah, get back to Nashville, bro. Get another phone call. It was from one of the little fraternities. I think okay. it was the the band fraternity. I don't okay. know what they called. Okay. But, okay. But this flyer had a little uh, hundred dollar t shirt promotion. He mm. was like, "Man, I want. I, we want to do this." Mm. Did the order for him. I'm gonna tell you how crazy this is. Did the order for him. He called back and was like, "Man, we need to do some more." Did the or another order for him. He joined another organization. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is the guy I need to go to. Did the order from them. This is how empty is you. Mm. School get out. Summer come, didn't hear nothing else from them. Of course, course everybody yeah, home. Yeah, right. Get a phone call the following year. Hey, you remember me? I did. You did the shirts for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm over at UTK now. You know, can you do some shirts for the NAACP? Yeah, no problem. Did the order, sent it down. The Department of the Center for Inclusion and Diversity mm-hmm. is what the NAACP chapter was under. Yeah. The dean of that department saw the shirts. Who did them? She reached out to me, bro. When I tell you that account was over a hundred thousand dollar a year account for me, but I'm gonna tell you what's even crazy, bro. Not only was I still doing MTSU, now I was doing UTK. Yeah, did UTK for years. The dean that I was working with at UTK moved to Ole Miss. Come on, call me. Come on, bro. Another hundred thousand dollar account on a yearly basis. And bro, it's just spiral. Colleges was one of my biggest accounts. But it all started, bro, Wait, because I made on. a decision. Come on, bro. And I backed that decision of a commitment to go mm. out and pass our flyers. Yeah, to bro. go in and out of places, bro. Despite how I felt, mm. you know what I'm saying? I had to face those fears, bro, and do it, man. All right, y'all, what's going on? I know uh, y'all probably not used to seeing me in this seat, but this is a special edition. I get the honor and the privilege uh, to interview uh, the interviewer. Uh, He's always in the seat um, asking you all questions, um, pulling out some of the best stories about um, the interviewers. Uh, But I got the honor and the pleasure, man, to, to, to him to tell his story about the work that he's been doing um, the the opportunities that he's he's uh, looking forward to, but also the things he's done this year. And so I'm telling y'all, man, sit down, make sure you got some pen and paper, as my dog always say. Yes, sir. And so the honor and the privilege, <laughs> my dog Kelvin Woods. What's up, baby? Man, look, I don't know how uh, how I'm gonna chill over here. I might end up asking you some questions. Let's go. Let's I'm so go. used to it, man. But you know, bro, I know we have been talking about this for a minute. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm uh, I'm honored. You know, when I was thinking about anybody that can interview me, man, I think our relationship over the last year 
we've uh you know we've talked through a lot of different things yes man. sir so i don't think that nobody could properly interview me at this phase man outside yeah. of you man yeah so, to god be the glory bro yeah, appreciate that it's gonna bro. be dope man i'm yeah. excited about it bro. yeah for sure for sure man so man so i really want all right so do us a favor all right so tell us really where equity tap came from for all sure. right uh and then also uh the units piece okay. uh if you don't mind highlight that and then we'll go into some of the interviews you did this year yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, man, Unit Studios, uh, well, originally it was Equity Tap, right? Okay. So, uh, a lot of people may know, a lot of people may not know. My okay. previous background, of course, I'm an entrepreneur, man. I ran a screen print company. No doubt. And I'm pretty sure we'll talk a little bit more about that mm -hmm. in the interview, man. But uh sold that company and was sitting still for mm -hmm. about a year. And mm -hmm. uh I had a couple of my partners that was going to InvestFest mm -hmm. uh, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And they hit me up and was like, yo, we're going to InvestFest, man. Mm -hmm. uh, you should come. Yeah. And so my background previous prior to that, man, in college, I was part of network marketing. Mm -hmm. So I had been to a lot of conferences in my career. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so when they told me about another conference, honestly, it's Atlanta. I was yep. just, you know, going to go down there, kick it with the fellas. That's right. But man, end up walking into InvestFest, bro. I saw 15,000 people. Let's in go. And started asking questions. Uh, like, man, hold up. What's going mm -hmm. on? How did this come about? Whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, just started listening, man. I just blew me away that yeah. everybody was in there because of podcasts, That's right. financial literacy podcasts. Yeah. And yeah. I had heard of Earn Your Leisure, yeah. you know, and had knew a couple of things they was doing, but didn't know it was that big. Yeah. So, man, coming out of that conference, I decided I wanted to get into the podcast space. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, my background, I uh, went to school for graphic design and whatnot. So, sure. man, just started pondering yeah. and toying around with the idea of what I want to call it. It mm -hmm. came up with the name Equity Tap. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I got the name, of course, I started doing a lot of research yeah. on how to make it happen. Yeah. And I also decided that I want to build out the studio, the yeah. studio that we're in today. Yes, sir. And not only did I want to build it out, but I actually wanted to rent it out to mm -hmm. other people who want to do podcasting no as well. No doubt. So I wanted to create a separate entity for that. Yeah. And so that's how Unis Studios yeah. came about. Eunice is uh, my mom's uh, nickname. Yes, sir. So I named it after her. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, man. So that's how the Equity Tap and Unis Studios came about. I, I want to backtrack a little bit. Okay. How much work did it take? For you to get to um, your first episode, right? Uh, how much work did it take? What was the what did you do? Like, how did you get to what? What did you do to get to that first episode? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a great question, man. And you know, I think a lot of people uh, want to get into the podcast space, mm -hmm. and a lot of people just don't realize how much fear comes from getting in front of the camera, mm -hmm. right? And man, so InvestFest was in August. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when I got the idea, I immediately really started purchasing equipment, right? Started okay. doing my research. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know this about me, they yeah. may not, but I have what you call a curious, addictive personality. Yes, so yes, whenever I get curious about something, mm -hmm. I get addicted and mm -hmm. I just do a deep dive. So literally from August, man, to late November, mm -hmm. it was just all research, mm -hmm. right? How do I create the content? How do I post mm -hmm. the content? Understanding mm -hmm. the YouTube platform, understanding thumbnails, understanding really everything that goes mm -hmm. along with it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, man, I was putting in 10, 12 hours a day Let's just in studying, you know, the podcast space. Mm -hmm. And so finally got everything set up, got the mm -hmm. studio set up, mm -hmm. and now it's time to hit record. Mm -hmm. And so December, I started recording mm -hmm. with the goals of putting, you know, content out okay. in January, which I did. Right. Uh, but man, I recorded a ton of content. Let's go. And I tell you, some of it would never see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> Why not though? Why not? Because, man, you know, you 
you know how it is once you hear yourself on yeah, ca- or yeah. see yourself on camera yep. for the first time and yep. hear yourself. It's just like, nah, this ain't gonna work. I got you. So I decided not to put some of it out, mm-hmm. uh, which I kind of regret I didn't because I you. you know it's always a progression that you know people uh, you love for people to see. Yeah. But you know, just yeah. being self conscious about it. Yep. You yep. know, as an entrepreneur, man, fear is always a part of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not afraid to say that. I deal with it too, but mm. I pushed through it and mm. I kept recreating that mm. same episode, that same episode. Mm. And if you go back and look at some of those interviews, my first interview was with Ricky, uh, Ambition Fitness. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and we hang too. I appreciate that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, that's one of the things I've been blessed with, you know what I'm mm. saying? A, a real solid network, man, mm-hmm. due to my previous career. And, you know, just, man, being a part of the, the millennial business mm-hmm. community here in Memphis, yeah. we small, so we know yeah. a lot of each other. Yeah. So yeah. I really had a huge database to pull from, man, which yeah. was tough, you yeah. know. But, yeah, that was my first interview, man. I go yeah. back and look at, listen to that interview in cringe. But like you said, it did numbers. People enjoyed it, man. Yes, and, you know, that just started the whole process. Man, I can go so many different directions, man, from my conversation. But, like, let's, what's some of the, you did some, you did some dope interviews, bro. You I did some dope it, interviews, bro. And you literally could have some of your interviews just sitting up, you know, on the on the on the TV screen just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah. you're getting different business models, you're getting different thought processes. Sure. You're seeing people locally that you can literally connect with. Yeah, you're seeing yeah. people uh, 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 nationally that you connect with as well. Right. So talk about some of the people you interviewed and, and what's some stuff that you actually got from. You tell people to pen the paper. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. what's the stuff you got from it? You know, bro. I think one of the biggest benefits of the equity talent mm-hmm. uh, for me is. You always, when we talk about business, one mm-hmm. of the key foundations is surrounding yourself by the right people. Yes, sir. But every week I've had somebody that's been sitting in this seat where I'm sitting at mm-hmm. today, giving out their perspective on business. Mm-hmm. And you know, man, I intentionally, when I started this project, didn't want to inject any of, you know, who yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. my past experience. So a lot of people don't know, you know, a lot of my business credibilities mm-hmm. and the things that I've been able to go through. We're going to get there. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Come on, time, bro. Talk right? that talk. And so... I intentionally sat back and wanted to hear other people's perspective without mm-hmm. really imposing my own thoughts on it. I got you. But man, you talking about some uh, blessing and some major Come interviews, on. man. I, I don't even want to start naming names for the mm-hmm. simple fact that I may forget somebody. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, man, some of the key takeaways, bro, is mindset, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the things I realize about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurs that's been on this platform. And some mm-hmm. of them hadn't been entrepreneurs, to yeah, be honest yeah, with you. Right. Uh, and that's been intentional as well mm-hmm. because honestly, I curate the show, yeah, right? And yeah. I was always intentional about what I wanted to come out at a certain time. That's and right. a lot of it, honestly, selfishly, was mm-hmm. based on some of the things that I was trying to discover mm-hmm. in business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I curate the shows. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens by chance, mm-hmm. right? Everybody mm-hmm. that's been on the show has been intentional. Mm-hmm. But man, the mindset, bro, just... Mm-hmm. Realizing that everybody put their pants on the same way. Come on. And what I mean by that is there's always struggles. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Everybody goes through it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a learning curve, there's a skill mm-hmm. that you have to get in order to move to the same level. Mm-hmm. But everybody deals with it in a different way. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was one of the biggest blessings, man, from running this show is just just gleaning into other people's mindset, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And seeing how they deal with, you know, obstacles in their business and yeah. how they push through it, man. So God, it's been amazing. Maybe I think of something later on and we yeah. can put it out. But man, this has been an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what's going on, Equity Chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're going to be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're going to see a link. 
That link is going to give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we going to roll out? We're going to be opening up our studios this summer. We're going to be letting you guys come in. We're going to be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're going to be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're going to want to hit that email list and tap in. But look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. So that, I, so real quick, I know uh, you a book you a book guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I know he's always talking about the books you read. But what 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 are some books that that have helped you as you transition from uh, being an entrepreneur, own your own business, t-shirt company, to yeah, be exact, yeah. um, and to be a podcaster? What are some of the books that have helped you? Not necessarily just podcasting and be, but like just the mindset that's needed, brother, to be successful in this in this space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to transition from or to start this this entity, right? Mm. I read, of course, you know, podcast books. I okay. downloaded a lot of ebooks and things like that. From okay. Some of the big dogs is already in the game. Okay. Okay. Did a uh, excuse me, a ton of research, you know, uh, from YouTube. And okay. If I found anybody that was giving out good information, if mm -hmm. they had a, a course, or if they had an ebook, mm -hmm. or if they had anything that I can purchase, mm -hmm. I purchased it. Okay. So it was really just man diving into the content and. and what I talked about skills, right, really right. trying to download the skills, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. one of the unique things about kind of where we are right now in, you know, entrepreneurship and as a society, you can literally download any skill that you want, man, yes, because information is so readily available. Yeah. But, you know, going back, talking about books, man, you know, there's been some key books that's really helped transform my mind. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them you see in the background yeah. of the set. Like, yeah. I see yeah. everything is intentional. Yeah. Like, one of the key books is this one right yeah. here, man, yeah. E-Myth. Mm -hmm. That book is the Bible when it comes to mm -hmm. business to me, man. And going into, like, the T-shirt lab, mm -hmm. right, when I decided to start the T-shirt lab, I always designed, in my mind, I knew I was designing the company to eventually sell. I got you. Or to okay. franchise. Okay, right? okay. And I didn't know that. that book right there talked about all of the systems uh, that was required to really build a profitable business, how you should be thinking. And when I tell you, man, I was in Nashville at the time, I went and bought this huge whiteboard, right? Mm -hmm. And had them cut it up mm -hmm. in, in, uh, in low so mm -hmm. I can fit it in my car. And mm -hmm. then I got it home in my bonus space and nailed it to the wall. And I would read and I would write. I would read, mm -hmm. I would write, I would read, I would write. And bro, when I tell you, I wish I took a picture of Alton. Because every aspect that I wrote down from reading that book, 10 years, but well, nine and a half years later, it, it the business was Let's identical go. to Let's what go, I wrote bro. Yeah, Let's go, bro. Let's go, bro. Bro, it's so many people that build their businesses, and I even been in this space to where we, we don't put the necessary systems in our in our business because we think it's just gonna be us yeah, yeah, yeah. for a while, for right? Sure, for sure. What gave you the forethought to even think about putting the systems in place to even potentially either sell or franchise? Like, how did you even know to do that? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So the great question. Uh, I think we gotta understand first how business and our culture is built, right? Mm -hmm. Ninety percent of the time, business is created out of necessity, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. not created out of opportunity. So once you're going into something from a necessity, you almost have a hustle mindset about it, right? So okay. you're not thinking about systems. You're not thinking about all this. Mm -hmm. When I stepped away from my career to start the T-shirt Lab, which mm -hmm. was the name of the company, mm -hmm. uh, I intentionally, uh, you know, what I'm saying, wanted to create system. Now the system mindset came years prior. Okay, okay. Through network marketing. And I tell people all the time, man, 
network marketing gave me a Harvard business degree. Mm. Right? I learned every aspect of business, the foundations of I business. Got I got you. The, 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 you know, the systems, the mindset, all of that good stuff. How mm. to make cold calls, how to prospect mm. people, how to, you know, just build a team, you know, because mm. network marketing is mm. you have a product that you sell and then you recruit other individuals mm. to go out and sell that as well, yeah, man. Yeah. And bro, and we'll talk a little bit about that right, right. Uh, maybe in the story, but mm. I was hungry at the time, bro. Mm. You know, coming from Memphis, I went off to college yep. and I just wanted to change my mindset. I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to college. I was mm. going to college for a graphic design, right? Mm. And that's because I heard somebody else say that. Yeah, no doubt. So I was no like, doubt. all right, let's do this. Right? But I was fortunate enough to run into a mentor who's still a good friend of mine, a mm. uh, guy by the name of James, man. Ran into him, man, and another guy, man, and they really just, mm -hmm. you know, started pointing to me, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, on entrepreneurship and yeah. business. So yeah. watching the systems and network marketing, I already had the foundation okay. of how to systemize a business yeah. to create, you know, profit, to create, uh, to be able to just scale it, basically. That's what you. systems yeah. allow you to do to yeah. scale a business. Right, right. And then, you know, I was also working you know, mm -hmm. at FedEx Kinko's at the time, it's FedEx office now, okay. print center while okay. I was in school. And so I'm doing network marketing. I was already very sensitive to systems. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the systems that they did, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those systems, I adopted those systems into mm -hmm. my t-shirt company, mm -hmm. you know, how to, you know, just basic stuff, not to get too deep into that, but... So when I started the company, I had years of foundation of mm. systems and how to think about business, how to structure business and mm. stuff like that. So you didn't, you didn't, when you worked at FedEx, you didn't see this just as a job. You saw this as an opportunity. Yes, me getting paid, For but sure. I could take the information and use it to benefit my company. I think a lot of times, man, we work with, for some companies or, or you got people that are employees, they only see their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't see... The infrastructure in place. Yeah, yeah. They don't see the thousands and thousands of dollars yeah, organizations yeah. put into training employees and putting systems in place and the success model and all this good stuff, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times we have to make sure that we don't see just things for what it is. Yeah. Like we need to be able to be curious about what we're involved in yeah. versus just going with the flow. But it's opportunity always Come on, around bro. you. You know what I'm saying? It's just whether you're looking at it, right? And not to get too deep into this either, but you know, it's not, everything that you see is energy, right? Mm -hmm. And frequencies, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't mentally tap into a frequency unless you're thinking that way. Unless on, you're aligned with it. There's frequencies floating around us mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. that we're not on that level, so mm -hmm. we can't see them, we can't tap mm -hmm. into them. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for opportunity and that's mm -hmm. what you're looking at all day, like, bro, you got to understand Understand, like at the beginning, at the foundation of my business career, I didn't, I didn't know anything about business, right? Yeah. So when I tell you, man, the affirmations, like literally writing these things on posting notes, putting them on my mm. mirror, going on my TV, right, and and xing the TV out so that I couldn't Come watch on. TV. You know what I'm saying? Like I was extreme with it, bro. When I tell you, I was looking for a change, man. And when I got an opportunity, mm. I wasn't going to let it go. I mm. took it serious, bro. When I tell you, I deprogrammed every radio station in my car because I didn't want to hear music. Mm. When I got in, I crunked my car up and I heard the static of the radio. They let me know I need to put an audio in, right? <sighs> and I turned my car, bro, into a rolling university. Everywhere I go, bro. And like real talk today, to this day, bro, I don't want to listen to anything outside of mindset, right? Mm. Because your mind is always, you know what I'm saying, mm. expanding and contracting or, mm. or however you want to look mm. at it, man. And you always got to keep yourself at that frequency if yeah. you want to operate, you know what I'm saying, at the yeah. highest level, man. So, bro, I, I did it all, man. man you know what I'm saying? Man. I remember. <laughs> Come on, give us the stories, ask, man. Come on. You can ask, man, like people I went to college with. Mm. 
when I made the mental decision that I was going to be an entrepreneur, I was going to school for art. Mm. Now, understand, I was going to pain one-on-one, yep. pain one-on-two, yep. all these high-level pain, and we would get dirty. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, don't wear no good clothes. Mm-hmm. Bro, I was going to class with a suit on. Let's go. Kid you not, bro. Let's go. Suit, because I knew when I left this class, I had meetings lined up with people that I had prospect that I was going to show this opportunity to so they can get a part of my team. Like, it was, I did all this so early, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, when people see a lot of the success of like the T-shirt lab, mm-hmm. that was, that was, it was, it, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was a system, bro, that was already in place. Man, and, and it makes so much sense, bro, because I remember, bro, doing business with you about nonprofit and, and some other organizations, but you just had, it just seemed like, bro, you had been here before. Like, yeah. you just had, and even as a young millennial, bro, you just had it down packed, bro. If an order was changed, okay, bet, this is what we're going to do. I'm, I'm like, you don't want to talk about it? Nah, bro, we're going to do this. It's, it's, it's simple yeah, because yeah. you had faced conflict already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had been in those situations already. Absolutely. As a college student, you feel what I'm saying? And, bro, I, I think that's that's amazing, bro. So you've gotten biz, you've been really been prepping as a business owner or building building business acumen since you were in college, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just say 19, 20 years old. 18. 18 years yeah, old yeah. to now 31, 30. I'll be 37. 37, in a couple weeks, bro. Man. Yeah. That's, and so now, what are you going to do with that information, right? And I think you're you about to start a, a company to yeah, help yeah. other individuals, you know, so talk about your next phase and your next step in your business, man, uh, putting, that, putting, that, putting that business acumen to work. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, I don't want to put a limit on what's next. Now, there's some things that, of course, I got on the horizon. So one of the things I recognized in um, the, the acquisition space after I sold my company uh, that it's not a lot of people that know how to go through that process, right? Mm-hmm. It's not especially us. It's not a lot of African-Americans that go through the process of not only selling a company, but how do you buy a company? So for the last few months, man, I've been studying uh, mergers and acquisitions. So I've mm-hmm. actually already launched a company. It's Woods M&A Group. Let's go. Uh, where we're going to be helping other uh, individuals do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? How do you get your business in a place to where an investor wants to buy? Mm-hmm. And there's things that people just got to understand. Like you have several different types of investors, right? Mm-hmm. You have investors that want to come in and mm-hmm. operate the business, yeah, right? Yeah. And they don't necessarily care about as much systems because they're going to inject their self into the business and figure some of those things out. Come on. But a lot of the transactions are from investors that don't mm-hmm. want to operate the business. So mm-hmm. they want to know that the systems are in place. So what are those systems that you need mm-hmm. right, for that type of investor to want to acquire your business? Mm-hmm. right? What do your books look like? Mm-hmm. right? What do your P&Ls look like? Mm-hmm. How many assets do you have in the business? Yeah. How do you properly tell the story of who your business is? Yeah. And how an investor can come in and yeah. scale their business. Yeah. So, man, I've been studying it, super excited about bringing yeah. it to the market, man. Yeah. Actually, this is going to be the first time that uh, people know about that, man. So, yeah. uh, we're going to be creating different systems and things around it okay. to be able to onboard clients, to yeah. be able to help them. Uh, and even if your business isn't in a position to mm-hmm. sell today, mm-hmm. that's okay. We're going to hold your hand. We're going to walk with you as yeah. consultants to make sure that, you know, we can properly align your business yeah. so that it can sell. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, just making sure that you got the right systems in place. That's Come the on, biggest bro. thing. And employees, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and so how do you think through all of this? So, man, mm-hmm. yeah, Woods, mergers and acquisitions. Let's go. Uh, is that company, man. Let's go, so, bro. We're going to make a splash here in the city, man. I'm excited about it. And you built for that, bro. I appreciate you it, You built for that, bro. Not only did you not go through it, but you battle tested. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? You been in the field. For sure. You feel for what sure. I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I, and, and, and bro, I, I, bro, kudos to it, bro. Because what, and one thing I realized about you, bro, and I didn't notice the story about you when you went to Lowe's and cut the board and all this thing. But when you say you're gonna do something, you're gonna do it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you stand on that, man. Oh, yeah. And bro, I, bro, 
anybody perfect. You know, no. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna miss the mark every now and then, whatever it may be. But bro, I salute you, bro, for having a vision, bro, and executing on that thing. <laughs> I appreciate bro. that, bro. Execute. So, but but and I know we we've talked several times before. Company got acquired. You could have easily sat in the sideline for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What you did, but it was intentional. Yeah. I know we had talked about it. How did you get that that grind back? You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily grind, but like how'd you get that fire back that that most entrepreneurs can get complacent because of the success they've seen? Yeah, you know man. I mean? You know, bro, I think one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't know when your when your company gets acquired now, you gotta understand. Yes, I was an entrepreneur from a very early age, and I had started several companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One in particular, man, I can remember being in college, right? You get your refund checks. Yes, sir. I took my refund check and invested in a printer, man. right? And you would have walked into my dorm room, it would have looked like a print shop, you know mm. what I'm saying, my uh, my freshman year. And me and a buddy, we had started that company, and it was called Boss College Magazine, Right, and it was so crazy. Is the, the 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 printer kept going out, right? Mm. And so we probably got a handful of magazines printed, but that company literally started and died within that same, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying few weeks. Yeah. But you know, what I'm saying it got I got exposed to entrepreneurship in a major way, man. Yep. I just wanted to keep doing it. Yep. But fast forward to the T-shirt lab, right? Mm. Uh, I was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still working for FedEx uh, Kinkos at the time. My yep. wife was a branch manager of a technology company. Okay. And we had moved to Nashville at that time, mm-hmm. man. And I had realized that, you know, through all of the education as an entrepreneur that I had, right, yeah, this yeah. wasn't just no epiphany. These mm-hmm. are things that I had already realized mm-hmm. that in my life, I didn't have a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. I had been married for two years yeah. with my wife. You know, yeah. we went to high school together, high school sweethearts, got married at 22. Mm-hmm. So I'd been married for two years. Yeah. I knew we wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. I knew we wanted to have home ownerships. Mm-hmm. I knew we wanted to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And there was only a finite amount of time that mm-hmm. I can actually step out, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and start something. And, and I want to pause there because mm-hmm. a lot of people hear that and say they missed their window of time. I That's yeah. not true. That's just what I thought at the time. I got right? you. I got you. And, and I tell anybody who's in the position that I was in, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, and you don't have those responsibilities, that's the best time to do it because mm-hmm. business is tough. Business mm-hmm. is hard. You know, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of energy to get yeah. it off the ground, man. Right. But so stepped away from my company, man. Mm-hmm. And, and funny story is when I when I stepped away from my company, uh, I went in with a suit. Mm-hmm. You know FedEx. Yeah, we, we had these uniforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, was the shirts purple? Yeah, yeah. We look just <laughs> like the deliveries. Right? I got, I got, yeah, you, I got yeah. you. You yeah. walk to FedEx, he go, "Nah, man, that was years ago." That uniform, you. actually, uniforms may be somewhat the same, I got but you. yeah, I got we you. look just like the FedEx employee. I got you. And so this store was one of the uh, biggest stores in Nashville, mm-hmm. right? One of the, the the largest producing stores. Uh, And so I was a lead project manager at Mm. that store, which is a lot of responsibility, you know what I'm saying, for the amount of volume that they did Mm. for someone who was 24 at the time. Uh, But that did set me up to run my own company. Yes, sir. Man came in with a suit and they was kind of looking like, dude, what's going on? And I was just like, man, I need to talk to you. Went into the manager's office and- uh, He had a briefcase? No, I got no briefcase, but I did have an envelope. Okay. You know what that envelope was. The envelope is that doggone letter of resignation. So I went in, I was just like, man, um, I want to put in my two week, you know what I'm saying, or my letter of resignation. You know, I'm going to step out and I'm going to do entrepreneurship, man, and get Mm -hmm. this thing a shot. He was like, man, we already knew you was different. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We, We see the way you move. I'm on break reading books. I don't want to talk to y'all about the, the problems and the stuff that y'all have. Come on, it's, bro. I don't even want to do it. I'm over here, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. doing my own thing. So they already knew I was different. And he was just like, man, we knew it, but do this because you're an asset to the company. Um, 
put your two-week notice in that way. If anything don't go right, we can code you as a rehire. You can come back in. Well, prior to that, man, I had heard something, read something. I don't know where I heard it from, but it was about a general that was going into battle. And when he docked the ships, he ordered all his men off the ship. And as he was addressing the army, he commanded one of the guys to set the boats on fire. And as he was addressing them, he said, man, the only way we leave here alive is if we win. And so what that represented was you got to burn bridges in order for you to create success. I knew if I would have put that two-week notice in that I would have went back. And I'll be honest with you, my first year in business, out, and I made $8,000. <laughs> and I was talking to my, Talk about bird. Boy, I was talking to my wife, and she was just like, man, what you going to do? And I hated I didn't put that two-week notice in. But the bridge was burnt. So it was mine. Let's buckle down and let's go forward, man. And I learned how to network. I built my whole business off of network. I actually wrote an ebook a year ago that I've never yeah. put out about mm-hmm. networking. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I ain't put mm-hmm. it out. I know, right? I'm gonna put it out eventually. Okay. Uh, but you know, I learned all of this stuff, man, from going in seven o'clock in the morning networking. Hey, my name Kelvin. I'm I'm with the T-shirt Lab. This is what we do. This is who I'm looking to connect with, man. I network breakfast. I found lunch networking. I found evening after hours networking, bro. Like. I went through 10,000 business cards a month for a year straight, right? Turned around that year, man, and made 60 grand as a 25-year-old kid, you know what I'm saying? The most money that, you know, out of a lot of the partners that I was mm-hmm, making, mm-hmm. you know, or, or the partners that I had making more money than them at the time, you mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it was just like, all right, let's do this, man. Mm, yeah, so that was kind of the, Yeah, that was kind of the birth of the T-shirt lab. Bro, that's amazing, bro. That's... So, and, and even in that, when you said... When they saw you, they knew you were different. Mm-hmm. And my question to you know most people, do they know you different, or they know you the same as everybody else is coming in here from nine to five? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do they know you different? Yeah, for sure. When people know you different, they value you differently. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. pay you differently. And for sure. Or they don't pay you differently. And a lot of times, you know, people don't know, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you got to bet on yourself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, People not gonna value you the way you want to be valued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you gotta know in yourself, man, that you got what it takes to be successful. And if you got dreams, if you got desires that you want to achieve in life, man, like you know, you gotta go for it, man. Mm. And I think so many people get discouraged. There's no proven pattern mm. to success, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You can give that up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can yeah. tell you what I did, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, to create success, and it's gonna be completely different for you. Mm. But the thing is, and, and I say that because a lot of people ask me, you know, uh, man, what do, what do you gotta do to be successful? Oh, bro. And I always gotta let them know, like, man, I, the one thing I can't tell you is what you're gonna do when you miss a payment. Come on. What you're gonna do when you can't pay a bill? What you're gonna do when the lights get cut off? Like, bro, that's something that just has to be in you. You know what I'm saying? And I knew what I was willing to do. Mm-hmm. But once you asked me that question, I don't know what you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, it's a tough road, man. Mm. One of my favorite poems, Alton, is by Robert Frost. Yes, sir. I, I talk yeah, about come on, yes, sir. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Act like they don't know, man. Yeah, man. Two them. roads diverged in the woods. I took the one less traveled and it's mm-hmm. made all the difference, right? Mm-hmm. And another quote that kind of goes along with it that always plays in my mind is observe the masses, do the opposite. Mm-hmm. And if you only observe the masses, what you will realize is you don't want what the masses mm-hmm. got. Look at the divorce rate, mm-hmm. right? The divorce rate is crazy high. You know what I'm saying? Suicide rate. 
being able to retire financially stable without depending on the, the federal government. Mm -hmm. Like these are the realities that the masses face, mm -hmm. right? And I was fortunate enough to read and, and mm -hmm. understand these things and have the mentorship mm -hmm. and, you know, be positioned the way I was positioned to understand these things earlier. So mm -hmm. I really didn't care what other people thought, bro, yeah. because I knew, you know what I'm saying, what that path was going to look like. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, what's crazy is, man, Entrepreneurship starts off extremely slow, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially once you don't have, when you're undercapitalized yeah. and then you gotta, yeah. you know, go get the skills. I didn't know anything about screen print, bro. I, got I learned how to screen print mm. off of YouTube, mm. you know what I'm saying? And built my company. Back then? That. Yeah. I didn't know anything about screen print, bro. I had never screen printed a t-shirt a day in my That's life. That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to YouTube, man. But yeah, man, two roads diverged in the woods. I took the one less travel and it's made all the difference, bro. Man, you know what? Uh, at the bottom of my old uh, Acre, uh, my Gmail account, without without struggle, there is no progress. Yeah. And so the the beauty in that statement that I loved, uh, without struggle, is that um, younger it, struggle was always evident and present. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I had to figure out, okay, what I had to find out that I have to go through the struggle to receive the progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So what it did, it encouraged me in the moment. That without this struggle, there is no progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the progress is based off and needed. The struggle is needed because it's needed for this for this progress. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I was listening to a, another guy who was talking about just uh, to my cold call and all this good stuff. And he said most time when people do the same thing when they go work out and they don't lift heavy weight and they never grow in, in, in my boy, you've been in the weight room too. I see you yeah. boy. Um, and they <laughs> don't grow in size because they're not pushing themselves. Their muscle is not contracting more to grow. It's not it's not stretching. Yeah. Right. For sure. And and the unfortunate part is. Man, when you get to when you're doing push-ups and you get to that 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 last set of 25 or 30, it is a struggle. For sure, for sure. But you know, on the other side of that thing is some swole arms. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Them sit-ups, you know, them abs, whatever it is, bro. And, and the reality is, in that season you went through, that eight thousand dollars that you went through, right? The progress that was on the other side of it, you didn't know what was coming. For sure. Maybe you did. I yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? But it took for you to go through that to get to where you are right now, bro. Yeah. yeah. The mindset was there, bro. It was just learning the skills. The yep. reason I didn't make more money is because I didn't know how to sell. I mm. didn't, in that particular industry, mm -hmm. I didn't know how to go out and network. So those are the skills mm -hmm. that I had to learn. But when I learned the skills, yep. it was all a numbers game, yep. right? Yep. I knew my sales numbers. If I talked to this amount of people, this yep. how many deals I'm going to close, this is how much money I'm going to make. Yeah. So all of that stuff came after the fact that I had to grab the skill. But to go back to what you're saying, man, I think... All entrepreneurs are faced with fears, right? No question, hey, bro. All are faced with fears. I can vividly remember, bro, being in Nashville when I made that $8,000 and mm -hmm. made the decision. Everything starts with a decision, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you back that decision up with commitment, mm -hmm. right? And so I made the decision that this was something I was going to do. Okay. And so I backed that up with commitment. Okay. And my wife was working full time, right? And I was mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. so my schedule, I dictated. Mm -hmm. But one thing I was not going to do was I wasn't going to sit on the couch while my wife was at work. Come on. I Come on, bro. Watch TV. TV. And there was days, bro, where I was just spinning the block trying to find something to do. I refuse, and a lot of times I didn't do nothing, mm -hmm. but I wasn't gonna go home and yeah. sit on the couch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not when my wife was yeah. working. Yeah. But man, I can vividly remember walking in and out of places, bro. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about some of the most scariest stuff in the world, man. bro. Like, this is comeback. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand, people may understand. Let me not say that. Yeah. It's hard sometimes to understand how terrifying it is to walk into a barbershop and say, hey, it's the owner here. And yeah, I'm the owner. And you got, you know, 10, 15 guys, everybody looking at you. And now you in the middle got to tell them, 
who you are, mm-hmm. what you do, and you know, hey, this is who I am, this is what I do. Who do who do who doing that back to back, man. I went into one barbershop, gave this speech, left my card. By the time I got back home, guy called me. Hey, I'm one of the other barbers, bro, that was sitting, you know what I'm saying, a couple mm-hmm. seats down when you walked in. Mm-hmm. I run a screen print company. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, let's hook up. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what you're working with. When I tell you, bro, I could not, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. That's who mentored me into getting and understanding how to screen print. Let's go. Because I had Let's made go. a decision and backed that decision up with commitment. God had already placed the people with, in my life where they needed to be. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm going to shout him out, man. Guy named Zell, man. And Zell gave me a lot of equipment. You know what I'm saying? Because he was cutting hair full time and he wasn't doing shirts as much as he used to. But man, he gave me a lot of equipment, gave me a lot of game, mm. really taught me a lot of the foundations of screen printing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And man, same, same thing, bro. Uh, another very similar story. Mm. I remember going down to MTSU because I was in Nashville, mm-hmm. right? And I had called my buddy. I said, bro, I just got 500 flyers printed out. I got to go to MTSU and pass these flyers out, mm. right? Help me out and I and lunch on me. He was like, cool. I go <laughs> lunch on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was broke. <laughs> yeah, no question. Do, yeah. I ate the dollar menu at Burger King's. I knew the Talk exact to- total, bro, of mm-hmm. what my order was going to be because that's mm-hmm. all I could afford, bro. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Every single day, mm-hmm. I would go to Burger King and spend that block mm-hmm. and I was getting out. I think it was like a bacon eight or whatever the case yeah, yeah. was, bro. I knew off the dollar menu, bro. Yeah. I ate off the dollar menu, bro, for a year. Mm. I ate off the dollar menu for a year. But anyway, Mm. we went down to MTSU. We passed out these flyers, put them on cars or whatnot. Uh, By the time halfway back to Nashville, I got a phone call. Hey, uh, I just picked up one of your flyers. You know, is this, you know, I said, yeah. He was like, man, this is the uh, administration. You know, you can't do that. You got to come out here Mm. and pick it up. And uh, I was like, crap. So I hung up the phone. I was like, man, I'm not going back to pick up the flyers. No question. Get back to Nashville. I mean, yeah, get back to Nashville, bro. Get another phone call. It was from one of the little fraternities. I think okay. it was the the band fraternity. I don't okay. know what they called. Okay. But, okay. But this flyer had a little uh, hundred dollar t shirt promotion. He mm. was like, "Man, I want. I, we want to do this." Mm. Did the order for him. I'm gonna tell you how crazy this is. Did the order for him. He called back and was like, "Man, we need to do some more." Did the or another order for him. He joined another organization. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is the guy I need to go to. Did the order from them. This is how empty is you. Mm. School get out. Summer come, didn't hear nothing else from them. Of course, course everybody yeah, home. Yeah, right. Get a phone call the following year. Hey, you remember me? I did. You did the shirts for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm over at UTK now. You know, can you do some shirts for the NAACP? Yeah, no problem. Did the order, sent it down. The Department of the Center for Inclusion and Diversity mm-hmm. is what the NAACP chapter was under. Yeah. The dean of that department saw the shirts. Who did them? She reached out to me, bro. When I tell you that account was over a hundred thousand dollar a year account for me, but I'm gonna tell you what's even crazy, bro. Not only was I still doing MTSU, now I was doing UTK. Yeah, did UTK for years. The dean that I was working with at UTK moved to Ole Miss. Come on, call me. Come on, bro. Another hundred thousand dollar account on a yearly basis. And bro, it's just spiral. Colleges was one of my biggest accounts. But it all started, bro, Wait, because I made on. a decision. Come on, bro. And I backed that decision up with commitment to go mm. out and pass our flyers. Yeah, to bro. go in and out of places, bro. Despite how I felt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I had to face those fears, bro, and do it, man. Bro, that, that is the okay, we talk about faith without works is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the epitome of faith and works. For sure, for sure. And your work requires faith. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It was my second year in business. Come on, bro. I got those accounts, bro. 
I had that business for nine and a half years. I serviced that client, all, those clients, all the way up until I sold the company. Man, And bro. it just continued to grow from there because not only did we do the Center for Inclusions, but then we started picking up other departments mm. on the university. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, man. So you had to, you, okay, all right. So you still had to, you still had to uh, produce what you was going to say you're going to produce. Yeah, yeah, The absolutely. quality of that, right? Yeah. Um, And so that, that's, that's beautiful, bro. So talk about, bro, and-, and there's a skill set, mm-hmm. right, that you're talking about. You're talking about the business standpoint, but they don't know. Most people don't know you have an art, creative skill set, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Sure, which, sure. I, which I, we talked about earlier offline is that, bro, like you have the business acumen is off the chain. Appreciate it. But the and the level of creativity, I think, just adds enhances that thing so much more, bro. Yeah. So talk about the uh, skill in the art space that you involved in too. Yeah, with bro. It, bro. I, I I tell people honestly, I'm. 90% creative, only 10% entrepreneur, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. Uh, so to kind of rewind a little bit, uh, I went to Overton High School, which is a creative and perform. or they had a program that was called Kappa, which mm-hmm. stood for Creative and Performance Art. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to Northside High School, okay, right? Because uh, I grew up in the Mall, yep. uh, but my mom had moved out to North Memphis okay. uh, when I was in seventh grade. Okay. So by the time we got out of middle school, we was zoned for Northside, mm-hmm. but my brother had got into Overton for a band mm. uh, and I auditioned to get into Overton for art mm-hmm. and so man that's really what started my art career mm. uh, went to Overton you know for performance arts uh, whatever studied all that and then I went to UTC for graphic design okay. uh, so man I always you know art has always been the foundation man really mm-hmm. honed in on my skills when it comes to you know, portraits and, you know, drawing and painting and things like that, man. And won a ton of awards, honestly, when I mm-hmm. was in high school. Yeah. Uh, won AXO, NAACP, mm-hmm. you know, took trips, uh, got into governor school. I don't know if you ever heard of any of this mm-hmm. stuff. No, nah, they weren't involved. The creative that and meeting. performing art people that's listening to this <laughs> would know what I'm My talking wife. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hairspray, the mm-hmm. play came to Memphis one time, man, and I submitted a piece for it. Won. Uh, the won musical? Yeah. You in the musical, bro? I wasn't in the musical. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. whenever... Okay. I, and and I'm, if I'm remembering this correct, whatever city they went okay. to, they involved, you know what I'm like saying? Like the youth or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so you, they you. allowed you to submit your artwork and they would select the best one that would represent okay. that show okay. and give you tickets. And what's crazy is they gave me a savings bond. Oh, uh, they what? Came with it. Yeah, 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 man. So, you know, I was well trained in the arts. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and to this day, I still paint, you know. And so one thing I love about you, bro, you, you, you definitely put people on, bro. And that's the... This podcast is the epitome of that, right? Taking somebody, give them a platform, share what they do. I know people's social media platform businesses have blown up because of they've been on your platform. Um, because I really believe um your heart. And so talk about some of the things you've done from an art space because you did, I think you did, you had some uh, art shows that you yeah, did. Black artists. Uh, black artists, yeah, yeah. You had some other art shows that you helped other people put on. So let's talk about that too. Yeah, man. So um black artists, man. So when I started the t-shirt lab. One of the uh, downsides to it is I had to put the art on the shelf, right? Because I went into straight entrepreneur business mode to get mm. this business off the ground. Yes. And it was years, man, before I could pick up another paintbrush uh, to, you know what I'm saying, really dedicate the time because yep. all my time was consumed with trying to get this business off the ground. Yep. And just to kind of give people a perspective on, you know what I'm saying, the size of the business, right? Mm-hmm. I had, when I moved back to Memphis, um, we started the t-shirt. We had a t-shirt lab location in Orange Mound, right? Right. And we'll talk a little <coughs> bit about that later, but- 
Then I franchised out a location mm-hmm. back in Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. Then we opened up a, a, another location mm-hmm. here in Memphis, mm-hmm. and we also had representatives in Atlanta. So okay. we was essentially running four locations. Okay. Right? Okay. So when I say we were busy, we were busy. I didn't I have you, time man. for art. I got you. I got Even you. though I was the graphic design for the company, so yeah. I still did art every day, but yeah, not yeah, painting yeah. and drawing. Right, right. Different. But man, I got to I got the business to a point to where it didn't necessarily need me on a daily basis like that. Mm-hmm. And if it did, my involvement was very minimal. Mm-hmm. Right. I would. Get to the shop honestly about six o'clock my day was done by 10 o'clock goodness gracious yeah my day was done for the most part and so when i had reached that level uh i picked up a paintbrush mm-hmm. and started back painting mm-hmm. and i don't know if you remember mlk 50th yeah, year. yeah, I remember that, yeah. so i was like man i'm gonna do a Martin Luther king painting yeah did it and i was kind of rusty when he got another canvas did another one and it's like, all right, just getting a little bit better and really, you know, got into it. And mm-hmm. before I knew it, I had eight pieces that I had created. My wife's like, well, we running out of wild space. What yeah. you going to do with <laughs> yeah, all of right, this? Right. And so I had a, a conversation with a good friend of mine, Pierre, mm-hmm. uh, who's one of the artists that was on the platform. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm thinking about doing a show. Do you want to, you know what I'm saying, do this together? Right. And so brought on, I want to say maybe five or six artists yeah, at the time. Yeah. And the name came from the show Blackish, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm, so we right, recreated right. that flyer mm-hmm. that they used for the show and we called it Black Artist. Yeah, really yeah. didn't have any expectations for the show out and outside yeah, of displaying yeah, the artwork, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, we did it over at Crosstown and we had over 500 people show up to the first show. Yes, sir. And he was like, oh, this is dope. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So of course, Proof of concepts. No like, question. man, we're going to have to come back and do this big and better come next on, year. Come on, come on. And so uh, the second year was Black Artist Family Reunion. Okay. And we ran out a 10,000 square foot warehouse, brought on more artists to the platform, man. Uh, I created some artists well. Now, I had transitioned more into the business mode at that mm-hmm. point, but I still had about mm-hmm. five or six pieces in, mm-hmm. the, in the show. And if yeah. you ever seen my artwork, I do these huge you do. paintings. I you know see it's one on the wall. Yeah, yeah but, huge, yeah. realistic looking yeah, paintings, you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? With a little bit of twist to it. Right. But um, man, had over fifteen hundred people come out to the second mm. show, right? And it was amazing, bro. Had yeah. you know some great sponsors in. Okay, we started preparing for twenty twenty, which was going to be yeah. uh, Black Artists Black Gold. COVID. We had learned some, yeah, man. We had landed some major sponsorships. Oh, wow. It was wow. going to be probably the biggest show. And honestly, <coughs> man, I had art galleries from different cities. I had a Let's Harlem go. art gallery Let's that was go. coming. Yeah. I had one out of Nashville. I had one out of yeah. Dallas. Yeah. We had yeah. one out of Atlanta. Yeah. We was going to have over 400 pieces of mm-hmm. art represented mm-hmm. in this art show. Mm-hmm. And of course, COVID hit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, killed yeah. it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, people that had experienced it, it's not, it's not a week that goes by. That mm. that particular platform doesn't get a DM, you know oh, what I'm wow. saying? That okay. access, you know, okay. hey, when, when are y'all coming back? Yeah. So, yeah, that's so I'm gonna ask you now. When is coming back? What's up? It's in the works, man. It's in the works. Yeah. Um. And so, bro, you you very successful in the t-shirt space, bro. Mm-hmm. Very successful in the art space. You're gonna do some more. Um. Uh. From a black black artist standpoint, you're gonna do something like that. Can I, I want to get a piece just if I'm throwing it in there since we on camera. I got you. Um, yeah, yeah, for discount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, but are, would you would you be interested to get back into the t-shirt space, bro? And, and back into this space, man. Would you? So, you know, now that I'm considering myself what's called a uh uh, acquisition entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, Come sir. On, hey, talk you look, you read the book. <laughs> <laughs> so now that uh, I'm considering myself an acquisition entrepreneur, I am looking at businesses. And because I know that space so well, and I still coach and mentor in that space, honestly, you know, yeah. uh, other business owners and help them trying to achieve that same success that I achieved in the in the t-shirt lab or in the t-shirt industry. Yeah. So yeah, man, if a business come across my uh my plat, my, you know, my plate or come across 
and the numbers are good mm-hmm. and I can see opportunity for growth, I invest in it for sure. Okay. I just know that industry so well. Yeah. I'm still living that industry. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's on the coaching and consulting side. I don't promote it that much, but okay. I'm still in the t-shirt industry. Do you mind? Do you mind sharing what what's on, what kind of work you, do you mind sharing what you're doing in the coaching side from the t-shirt standpoint? Yeah, man, just helping uh companies create the infrastructure, okay. you know, to kind okay. of do the same thing that I did. Okay. One of the things that was was challenging about the t-shirt space from a uh, owner perspective is, you know, so many different facets, right? A owner really has a lot of the hats. Yeah. You see that owner, a lot of times he's taking the sales, he's yep. creating the graphic, he's yep. printing the t-shirt, he's delivering the t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And once you get so caught up in the work, yep. it's hard for Think you to build the systems yep. around how to get out of that work. I got you. Right. So that's, I built my company from the ground yeah, up with that in mind. I got you. And so something as simple as really just helping people lay out an organizational chart. Okay. Right? okay. And understanding all of the roles and the positions in the mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. and all of the departments and how mm-hmm. these departments are supposed to communicate with yeah. each other. Yeah. Something as simple as coming up with a sales cycle, yeah. right? Yeah. Something, yeah. how do you streamline your sales cycle, mm-hmm. right? How do you hit those KPIs on a consistent basis? Talk to talk, revenue? Man. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of that, man, uh, also just creating sales funnels, right? Mm-hmm. Creating uh, taking the business from a service-based business to a product-based business, okay. right? And they probably they probably don't make a lot of sense, but I try to break it down. Break what, it what happens in the service-based industry mm-hmm. is, I say, hey, Alton, I'll paint your house. Okay. You say, okay, uh, this is the price. Mm-hmm. You will pay me when the when the work is done, right? right? Because right, it's a right, service. Right, right. But a product-based business says, hey, this is what it is. Just like, for instance, if you go to Kroger's mm-hmm. and you want to buy some tissue paper, it's a product. You pay mm-hmm. for that up front, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what you are getting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times in these industries, what happens is we're so custom yeah. that we cannot scale the business. Good, you got bro. 10, 12, 13, 14 customers yeah. that you're doing something completely different for. Okay. It's impossible for you to pull yourself out of that business. That's so right. Teaching those individuals, man, how to take their business from being a service-based business yeah, to yeah. a product-based business. And here's the thing about a product-based business. Mm. Everybody ain't your customer. Come on. And that's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like Charmin. Mm-hmm. You got some people that's going to like Charmin. You got mm-hmm. some people that's going to like another type of product. Yeah, Kirkland. Right? Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But if they want your product, mm-hmm. and you know, that's the product that they get, and mm-hmm. it doesn't allow for a lot of customization, that way you can onboard more customers faster. But how do you get in this? How do you, how do we, how do business owners get in the space of customization, right? How do we get away from, I got a package, like what? What happens to where most businesses are kind of customized? Oh, I can do this for you, or yeah, there yeah. isn't a standardization. Like, is it a thought process, or is it just is it because we train that way? Like, yeah, yeah. where 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 do we miss the mark by being more of a custom based business versus you know this is what the product is? Like, yeah, man, I think it's um like you said that the infrastructure, right? Okay, from the jump, understanding what it is that you're trying to do, and okay. if you break your business down and you know what it is you're trying to accomplish, yeah. the one thing that's going to come to mind is how do I do this? Yeah, and then once you exhaust all these avenues, right, you realize there's really only one or two ways to be able to do this, mm-hmm. and so that's what it was for me. I realized that if I want to scale this business. Right to be able to service all these clients, mm-hmm. then I can't be custom. Yeah. Right, so I need to create a product that I can mm-hmm. mass market and see yeah. what a product. What happens is you you minimize yeah. it, all of your efforts, right? Because yeah. all of your efforts, I wouldn't say minimize, but you streamline, you focus all of yeah. your efforts, yeah. right? Yeah. Because if all I'm selling is water. All I got to do is create marketing for water. Mm-hmm. Right? I ain't got to create mm-hmm. marketing for Gatorade. I ain't got to create for yeah. coffee. I ain't yeah. got to do all of these things. Yeah. And so I think that. A lot of entrepreneurs get into the place of, uh, and this is a deeper mindset mm-hmm. of lack, mm-hmm. right? They don't know where their next dollar is going to come mm-hmm. from. So what's happening is 
they're going to take on anything that comes their way out of fear, mm. right? Out of fear that, man, I don't know what my, if something else going to come. Yeah. So yeah, this ain't necessarily what I do, but it got a paycheck attached to it. I'm going right. to take it. Right. But what you got to realize is by taking on all these side projects that's not aligned with what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. it's going to keep you in that same spot, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to simplify the business mm-hmm. and you got to be willing to say no to everything else. Yeah. That's also a faith thing, right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? You yeah. got to know that God, what God has for you is for you. That's right? a fact, yeah. And you got to be willing to stand on it mm-hmm. and, and call God out on yeah, his word. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come yo, on, man. you said if I sow, I'm yeah, going to reap. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm not a biblical, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, yeah. I couldn't tell you verses in the Bible. Yeah, for I can sure. tell you one or two of them because yeah, no that's question. really all I need. Yeah. So when you reap, come you know on what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, just standing on a couple principles, yeah, bro. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so once you grounded in faith, too, you realized it. You know, mm-hmm. man, I'm acting out of fear. And, yes, and what does the Bible say? On, Faith bro. and fear yeah, yeah. can't exist no in doubt. the same no place. Doubt. You no gotta doubt. choose one. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And that don't mean the 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 presence mm-hmm. of fear isn't yeah, there. That's we right. feel fear all the time, that's bro, right. but you gotta make a conscious decision mm-hmm. to stand on faith. Yeah, right? yeah, and that's where all the magic happens, man. Yeah. You gotta get out that comfort zone. And so many people are mm-hmm. afraid mm-hmm. to get out their comfort zone for mm-hmm. the simple fact that it's comfortable, right? Man, bro, this is Man, this is very fruitful, bro. Very fruitful, dog. Um, because you're talking about, man, the mindset of it, but you're also breaking it down practically yeah. from a mindset standpoint. Sometimes it's so it's so big picture, it's hard to kind of double down and figure out, okay, what do I exactly need to do? Yeah. Um, and so I, I want to take a shift a little bit because we talked all about business. Um, you know, as as we can see, man, you're blessed, man, you're doing well. Let's talk about uh everything in the background, right? Talk wow. about family. Yeah, because yeah, um, sure. I, I think I think one piece that people don't know is man, heavily involved father, yeah, yeah, yeah. husband, you know, and so talk about you know what that is for you. Talk about man, that space for you right now in the season. You know what I mean? We could, we could probably if you want to, we could talk about where it's evolved from. Yeah, yeah, yeah being an sure. entrepreneur, y'all been married twenty. <laughs> nah, we'll be fifteen. Fifteen years. years? Yeah. Put the, put the, look, I, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Fifteen years in March, right? There are some, as a young entrepreneur, there were some challenges, right? Yeah. As a seasoned entrepreneur, there are some challenges, right? But what I see is uh, you all working through those challenges, right? For sure. Um, and so talk about what that family looks like because a lot of times you don't hear that. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear yeah, the yeah. you don't hear the family they don't hear the businessmen talk about their family their kids which is so important so yeah. talk about uh, your family so man I think before I dive into that I gotta acknowledge the fact that you know our culture don't come from it's very few of us that come from solid you know what I'm saying foundations when it comes to homes right my mom was a single parent mm-hmm. right and so I grew up without a father in the house now I knew my dad and mm-hmm. I, you know I can go see him at any time um, but you know. Our foundations of what a family looks like mm-hmm. has been broken, you know, due to conditions that sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with us. You know, yeah. and we can rewind it all the way back to slavery. Yeah. You know, uh, the reason why black families are the way they are today. Right. right? right. right. And there's just a wrong that's that's there that hadn't been, been right. You know yep. what I'm saying? Uh, and so I got to go back to network marketing, bro. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When I started network marketing, that was one of the foundations of what they talked about. The organization that I was with was mm-hmm. family. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I would hear these guys talk about wanting to set their wife free so their wife never had to work for another man. I'm 18 years old hearing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is radically different from the stuff that, you know what I'm saying, I hear. Mm-hmm. I hear them talking about, you know what I'm saying, um, Taking their kids, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, or being there for every activity that they kid yeah. is having. They they don't have to ask another man for a day off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So these are things I was hearing at such an early age, man. 
me and my wife, uh, we went to high school together, went to prom together, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And went to college together. Mm-hmm. So Patrice has been there from the beginning. And, and my brother, you know, he was my business partner mm-hmm. in the t-shirt lab. Mm-hmm. So that first year that I started the t-shirt lab, mm-hmm. uh, or the first two years I was in Nashville, when I came to Memphis, mm-hmm. I made a call to my brother and was like, man, I'm coming. I'm gonna need your help. He was mm-hmm. working a full-time job, third shift as a, a hospital administrator, mm-hmm. you know, building a separate career, working wow. his way up. Wow. And he would work third shift, bro, and he would come into the t-shirt lab, you know what I'm saying, during the day, sometimes get two, three hours worth of sleep mm-hmm. because he believed in the dream or whatever to help, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, grow that business. But bro, one of the blessings is when the business did started growing every single day, bro, every day, I worked alongside my best friend, mm-hmm. both of my best friends, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, my wife and my, my brother. brother. Like, where else do you wow, get that from, bro. bro? Every day. Like, we would leave the house together, mm-hmm. we would come back home together. Mm-hmm. And I think the beautiful thing about it is my daughter, bro, has never seen me work for another man. Never. And she would never see me work for another man. Come on, you know bro. what I'm saying? And it's a different mindset that mm-hmm. she sees and that she understands. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And man, I'm just I'm just thankful that I was exposed to a lot of this stuff, man. So that's where a lot of my family values, you know what I'm saying, came from. Where 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 do um a lot of and I'm gonna focus on the men real quick, where do yeah. a lot of men, business owners make mistakes when it comes to business and family? Where do they make the mistake? What's the thought process that you see like ah, it's about to you about to you about to travel on the wrong road? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gonna crash? For sure. Like what 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 are some of those things that you see that 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 they need to pause, stop, we need to stop that you think? You know, probably the same mistakes I made, mm-hmm. even though I had you that foundation. <laughs> Listen, <it's you. laughs> who don't make mistakes? But yeah, <laughs> even though I had that foundation, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think um, our ambition levels for what we want to provide for our families can sometimes, you know what I'm saying, get out of perspective. Okay. And sometimes you'll start building the business for the success, but forget how who you're doing it for. Okay. Right. And the one thing that you're building to give you more time for them ends up taking those things away from okay, you. Okay. So, man, I think always really just kind of having a, a healthy balance, you know what I'm saying, between mm-hmm. family and entrepreneurship. Is there a balance? Is there a formula? No. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The formula that I always mm-hmm. subscribe to, and I heard this from Grant Cardone in the 10X Rule, mm-hmm. he was just like, man, you got to fill up the gas tank, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm with my family, I'm all in, right? So mm-hmm. say they're on low right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right, we need to go somewhere. Let's go on vacation. But I'm fully there. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. And I fill up that gas tank and it buys me time away to be able to go do my business and do whatever it is. Well, and that's just kind of the way I did it. And, you know, like I said, my family was right there with me all yeah. the time. Yeah. So yeah. It, their gas tanks didn't really get that low now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times we had to shut the business mindset down, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and really just focus, which... That part of it was challenging, okay, bro, because okay. every vacation, I had to have a laptop, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, it was just a part of it. Okay, yeah, man. Okay. I think that balance of time, okay. you know what I'm saying, with okay. the family, and, and just keeping in mind who you're doing it for, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because, bro, time is one of those things that is very deceptive. 18 summers. Bro, 18 summers. We talked about that in the previous episode, yes, sir. bro. And you get 18 summers with these kids, bro. And after that, it's a, you know, they mm, grown. They, they, are, they, yeah. they may not decide to spend the next summer mm, with you. They may, mm. And you know, man, you look up, I'm telling you, a year, bro, five years. 
10 years yes, sir. My daughter's 10 yeah. You know what I'm saying bro I can vividly remember Holding her in the no hospital question. You know what I'm saying No question Where did the time go You yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. She's playing basketball And it's so cool man Because mm. you know I control my schedule So you know I'm there mm. I'm in practice Come on bro And she kind of hate it You know what I'm yeah. saying And that's okay Yeah yeah Because I know When she look back On this time of her life She's mm. gonna realize How my much day. of a beautiful moment It is And I'm on it too You know what I'm saying I'm a competitor I'm like nah baby Listen How you do anything mm. Is how you do everything Yes sir Quit laughing Quit joking yes, Let's, let's get focused, yes, man. Sir. So she don't recognize, you know what I'm saying, the beauty in it mm-hmm. all right now. Mm-hmm. But man, and, and you know, a lot of times these kids don't recognize how radically different their lives is from other kids, man. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. one of those other kids. My mm-hmm. mom did a great job of raising mm-hmm. us. You know what I'm saying? We had all the necessities that we need. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't have much more. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And so <clears throat> for my daughter to grow up in the type of security that she has, mm-hmm. she ain't got to worry about like, I, I remember conversations about how we was gonna eat. She ain't gotta worry about those type yeah, of conversations. Bro. And as small as that is, yeah. bro, it's it's you know what I'm saying. Bro. It's a blessing, bro, to be in the position to provide. You know mm. what I'm saying for your family. Yeah, bro. I, I, I appreciate you sharing that and being being honest enough and vulnerable enough to share the experience with your family. Because sometimes people hide this stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Because it's not going where they want to see it. It's it's you know they they're not present. You know what I mean? That's, That's one thing that I've learned, bro. Like. Man, we had went to marriage counseling, bro, because my schedule was just, I was just going, going, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And through our conversation and our counselor, she realized that, Alton, you are grinding out of fear of being yeah. broke. Yeah, yeah, bro. Guess what? And if you keep on grinding this way, you're definitely going to be broke, not yeah. only in your pockets, but in your family. Yeah. And Real so, talk. bro, that was a good chick, bro. And instead of operating out of fear, let's operate out of opportunity. Yeah. That you can create with your family. Yeah. That you can create with your business. For sure. But also move alongside your spouse. Um, sure. And so, bro, so man, going in twenty twenty four. I know you probably already thinking about twenty twenty five, but let's 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 go to twenty twenty four. You know what I mean? Like, what's some things you're looking forward to in the new year? Yeah, man. So um, the equity tap is um, one of those things, man, that I'm really looking at scaling and growing uh, to the next level, man. Mm-hmm. I've had the uh, honor to sit down with entrepreneurs and hear their story. And I mm-hmm. think this is why this is such perfect timing mm-hmm. because nobody really, if you know me, you know my story. But a lot yeah. of people that probably subscribe to the platform has never really heard my story. If mm-hmm. they listen to a lot of the interviews, you probably mm-hmm. can piece together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My background, man. Right. But uh, I'm going to give more of myself, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Going into 2024, man. So uh, Equity Acquisitions is a new podcast that I'm going to start. And it's going to be solely around the acquisition space and helping entrepreneurs prepare themselves to get acquired, to merge their business, mm-hmm. to sell their business, yeah. all the things that kind of go along with it. Yeah. I'm a huge, huge fan of mindset. Okay. You know, I read religiously. You, it's I'm always sure. a book that I'm reading. Yeah. And so I have these ideas all the time, man. Just little small things that mm-hmm. I want to give. You know, five, 10, 15 minutes worth of game yeah, on from yeah. my perspective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more of me. Uh, I hate to disappoint, but there may be a little bit less interviews mm, yes, of, of you know yes, other sir. people right yes, now. Uh, just because yeah. there's a mission that I'm on, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, to really mm-hmm. build and to scale mm-hmm. and to put myself out there. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I don't do, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, all all everything that we've been able to accomplish, I bet on other people, man. Mm-hmm. And, and to an extent, if you bet on other people, yeah. Yeah. You will never lose, right? No question. No question. But no you question. can bet on people to a default and not bet on yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? All yeah. these projects that you mm. heard me talk about, you know what I'm saying, from black mm. artists, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I've always 
fronted the capital and put mm-hmm. other people on their yeah. platform. Even the equity tab, right? Mm-hmm. It's, this thing is not cheap. Come on, cheap, bro. You know Come on, bro. See but, these cameras? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not it's cheap. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? I do interviews with other people, yeah. right? And I've never really put myself in the front. So yeah, yeah. 2024, man, is a season of betting on myself. No doubt. Listen, I would love to work with you. <laughs> uh, if you do want to work with me, what's going to happen is there's going to be yeah. an honorary. I'm just mm-hmm. letting you know yeah, now. Yeah, come you on. Know what I'm saying? Because it's that season, man. You know what I'm saying? Bro, we, and I... I, I we have to move differently from a financial standpoint. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah like for sure. When and, and I say this because when you start paying for your friend stuff, bro, it's a different. Well, it shows a different level of respect, bro. It uh-huh. shows a different level of honor and value in what they doing, yes. man. And and bro, pay the honorarium because at the end of the day. The people that that you what you hired me for, you finna get that and some more. I'm sure. The level of experience, bro. Yeah. The money you didn't spend on the edit, bro. This my we just talked about the money you just spent on some education. I said, bro, you just got yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. You are financially invested. Mm-hmm. You are time invested, and also you have the experience as well yeah. to add to what you already. And so, bro, like an honorarium, bro. I ain't gonna. I, I, I'm <laughs> you know I'm gonna have to save a little bit to pay it, but whatever the honorarium is, bro, you deserve every penny of it, bro. For sure, for every sure. penny, bro. And every entrepreneur, man, you deserve it too. You know what I'm saying? No you question. Bet on yourself. Set yes, your sir. Price, man. And you know, I think that's a mindset that we don't necessarily jump into a yeah. lot, man, is how we do business with each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the way we do business with each other, man, is affecting the growth of the black community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would always say, man, in the t-shirt industry, people wanted you to be a triple threat. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to be the best. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to be the fastest. Mm-hmm. And they wanted you to be the cheapest. Mm-hmm. And I would have to educate the market all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be the best. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get this thing done mm-hmm. quick. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you got to pay. Yeah. There's yeah. a price that come with it. Yeah. And, you know, man, Claude Anderson, I read a book, man, uh, I think it's Power Numics. Powernomics? Yeah, yes, sir. I want to say it's Power Numics, but I've read all of them. I just can't yeah, remember right. which one he talked about, the five-structure building. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And in that five-structure building, he talked about, man, the foundation of turning the black community around is economics. That's right, right. yep. And economics, he dived into it. And one of the things I took from that is we got to make the dollar stay in the community longer. Yeah, yeah. You know the statistics, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Our community is six hours, the yep. dollar gone. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Come on, bro. It's because we don't have ownership in our own community. Mm-hmm. The, the gas stations, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The grocery store. Well, there's not grocery stores mm-hmm. because there's food there. That's we right. eat from the gas That's station, right. which That's is right. a problem. That's right. But every single service, mm-hmm. the financial services, you know, mm-hmm. that the predators that's Praying on our people with these high interest rates and things like mm-hmm. that. We don't own any of this. So right. when they shut down at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you follow them home, I guarantee you they're not staying in these neighborhoods. That's a fact, bro. Taking the, so our community go bankrupt at five o'clock every day, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the things we got to start doing is we got to start putting a demand on our dollar, right? No doubt, no doubt. Our community leaders got to start putting demand on our dollar. No doubt, right? no doubt. And what happens is, just to kind of talk about that a little bit, man, we level up these community leaders, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We put them on a platform, mm-hmm. but a lot of times they don't pull us up yeah, with them yeah. as they start to elevate right, and right, they start right. spending money outside mm-hmm. of the community. I've seen mm-hmm. it done time yeah, and time again, yeah. but we got to make the dollar bounce, yeah, right? Yeah, and no we got to get the economic foundation together. How do we do it? Yeah. Let's let's form some type of community, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, coalition Come and on. we go to these businesses in our community mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm saying in a respectful way, this yeah, ain't, yeah, we ain't yeah, no aggressive yeah, taking sure. over and nothing yeah, like that, but we right. say, listen, this is how much money we spending with you on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You need to start hiring one or two of our people mm-hmm, in here. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. not, then we're not going to support you. That's right. That's, yeah. We're not going to come in here anymore. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if we're going to support you, we need to have a community benefit agreement mm-hmm, that says mm-hmm. you're going to donate to this school drive. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure that mm-hmm. education, you contribute to the education. That's good. And then the next floor, 
outside of uh, economics mm-hmm. is, I want to say, um, what did he say it was? I think it's like educa- is education one of them? I think it's politics, right? Like politics, yeah, politics. Politics. yeah it's politics. Yeah, yeah. But what happens is what politics is, you buy politicians. No question. Right. No question. We don't vote for nobody. Yeah, Our yeah, loyalties yeah. are yeah. not with any party. That's right. Our loyalties are with Who's got our best interest? No question. Right? What is our best interest? When we form a community, yeah. uh, you know, agreement, pack, yeah. pack or whatever the mm-hmm. case you want to be, mm-hmm. we come up with what it is that we mm-hmm. want to see. Yeah. And we go to their politician and we say, hey, this is what we want. Yeah. If you are willing to stand on it, we will put money behind mm-hmm. your campaign. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is legislation, mm-hmm. right? You need that mm-hmm. politician to, to advocate for legislation yeah. to be able to change. Lobbying. What are some of the things that need to change? We yep. need to rezone our schools. Mm-hmm. Look at a community like Orange Mound, bro. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Melrose yeah. or Orange Mound that community is divided into so many different schools, Overton, mm-hmm. East High School, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. White Station, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then whoever's left over go to Melrose, yeah, right? Yeah. The significance of that is there's a dollar amount attached, attached to each every head. kid, yep. right? Yep. And so if you look at our schools, right, back in the day, these schools had vocational programs, mm-hmm. right? They had mm-hmm. traits, they mm-hmm. had skills mm-hmm. that they would teach because they had the dollars. Melrose yep. had uh, cosmetology, mm-hmm. they had woodworks, mm-hmm. they had uh, mechanic, mm-hmm. you know, they had all of these mm-hmm. programs because mm-hmm. they had the funding. Yeah. But strategically, and yeah. I'm, and I, it's strategic, no question. for sure. No question. And it's strategic because as black people, bro, we've been deceived, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a deception that's still going on that Talk about we can't it. see. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And it's so many different things that play a part in it. But we got to rezone these schools and we got to get our kids back in our schools so yeah. that we can get the proper training, the proper educators, mm-hmm. the proper programs to be able to, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. sustain ourselves. Because mm-hmm. here's the truth. College, is, college ain't for everybody. That's a fact. Let me say that. that college yeah, ain't yeah. for everybody. Yep. And... A lot of times, bro, you can become a millionaire a whole lot quicker with a trade. That's a fact. Bro, T-shirts was nothing but a trade. Yeah, bro. I went to school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I went to college. Yeah. uh, And I still made my career Mm -hmm. out of a trade. Mm -hmm. So I realized how powerful a trade is. So we got to get those trades back into school, man. Yeah, yeah. And the next uh, floor, which is the fourth floor, is media. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. We got to be able to control our narrative. And that was one of the reasons I started the Equity Tap. Mm -hmm. Because we needed to control the narrative that our people are, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, hearing. And not to get too far off, but we got to understand, we talked about the frequencies and the vibrations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you think about sound, what you think about going back in the day with the war drums you know mm-hmm. those things provoked a certain thing in you to yeah. prepare you for what you were going into that's right listen to look at what we're oh, listening man. to today come on bro you know what i'm saying man. the music the crime that all the man. things you see bro these things are happening for a reason mm-hmm. but we're so distracted yeah. that we don't know and the entities that we put in place mm-hmm. to be able to educate us on these things do a horrible job Right, because it's all a money grab. Man, come on, you know bro. what I'm saying. On, so yeah. I started this platform out of the purity of mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. economics, culture. Mm-hmm. We got to get healthy. We got to yeah. stop eating all of these things, bro. Mm-hmm. Because you can't even your gut control so much of what you think and yeah. how you move. Right. right? So right. if your gut is in bad condition, you mm-hmm. in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't think about how you're gonna be prosperous. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you in pain, right? And you taking medication to suppress that pain. Mm-hmm. That medication is also suppressing other things in you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta get healthy. We gotta start exercising, mm-hmm. right? The rate in which we die, man, of heart attack. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Diabetes, mm-hmm. things that are controllable. That's you know right. What I'm saying, That's bro? right. That's right. So I started this platform to address. Mm-hmm that part of it mm. the economics right mm-hmm. 
we got to learn financial literacy. And that's yeah. one thing that I didn't even know. Yeah. And to this day, I didn't realize how financial illiterate I was. Mm. I knew how to make money. You mm. know what I'm saying? But I was faced with the reality. Have you ever had these conversations once you're sitting mm. around as a kid? Man, if I had this, oh, what bro. I would do? I had it. You had it, yeah. And yeah. I couldn't figure out what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about finances, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, uh, started going into debt. And, and as I started learning about how to diversify my money and move my money yeah. around yeah. and things like that, man, you know what I'm saying? This platform was also birthed to be able to do those That's type right. of things, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then just the culture aspects, man. man. You know, culturally, we are exploited. Yes, sir. Look at, no question. Look at the things that we create, bro. Black people yeah. are the definition yeah. of cool. Yeah, Nothing yeah. is cool if it don't pass our standards. That's a fact. But we don't make any money off of our likeness. Mm. Look at our music. Look at our fashion. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Culturally, bro, we are being exploited at a high rate. Mm. And so we got to start having people that really address these, you mm. know what I'm saying, concerns, yeah, man. No so media, we mm. got to control media. Mm. So that's what this platform is about, man. Mm. Creating media to help us start thinking on another level. Mm. And then lastly is education. Mm. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, why would you put education yeah, last? Yeah, and yeah. what he said was the reason education is last is because we go get educated to go work for somebody else. That's what that's we right. We don't control industry. That's right. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're only making mm -hmm. other people more money. That's right? right. Yeah. And so education is the foundation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But going to school to work for somebody else, nah, mm -hmm. we need to put our people in school to get educated to come back and work for our industry. No question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so, man, uh, not not sure how we got into that. Man, but, look. Bro, that's that's the foundation of like the equity tab, yeah, man. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, just why I'm so passionate about this project yeah, for this time. Yeah, and what, what, what it's showing is that this ain't a money grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a this is I hadn't a made any money from this, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah. No, no, no. You you've you've you are um spiritually wealthy. You yeah, feel yeah. what I'm saying? You have you got equity in the in culture. You yeah. feel what I'm you got equity in this media space, bro. For sure, for sure. And and I think um it's gonna pay dividends, bro. Yeah. And I believe it already has. I got you know. a hoodie, bro, that I'm about to drop. Um It'll probably be one of the first digital products that I actually introduced to the mm -hmm. audience, and it's mm -hmm. called No Equity, No Deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we yeah. got to start thinking about our equity and everything that we Come do, on. bro. Come on, bro. No, I'm not taking no deals with it. That's, yeah. That doesn't include equity for mm -hmm. me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, we're not doing it. And yeah. so we got to start reprogramming the way we think about business, yeah. the way we think about our likeness. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. bro, we're not getting paid for these things. Mm -hmm. And we got to start thinking in terms of equity. Yeah. And society has confused equity with equality. Break right. that down. Break that down, bro. Equality says that everybody has a, a fair opportunity, right? Okay, which okay may, yes. Which, okay. which we might have a fair opportunity. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's just like uh, Coach DeMont. I don't know if you watched that episode. Mm -hmm. uh, he said it in a way. I've heard it said it another way. I'm going to say it yeah. in a way that I heard. It's if we're in a, a NASCAR race, right? Mm -hmm. And it's 400 laps. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And... We are both skilled as drivers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got our counterpart driver, mm -hmm. and then you got us as a black driver. Mm -hmm. Now, let me stop and talk about the black driver yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. For the black driver to even be considered the best driver possible, he had to already go through 10 times as much as this driver mm -hmm. right here. So let's get that understood no first. Question. No question. For him to even be considered the best, mm -hmm. he had to go through a, a, a lot, a massive more, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, opposition mm -hmm. to even become the best. Mm -hmm. So... He's really better than the other no driver because no he's seen way more. Yeah, but what happens is the race. He's already on lap two hundred and 
two, three hundred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care how skilled mm-hmm. we are as a driver. We're never yeah. gonna close the gap. He can crash. Mm-hmm. He can take a break. He can walk. He can walk. <laughs> and we're still never going mm-hmm. to close that gap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, man? So what happens is, you know what I'm saying, we gotta start having conversations about equity and mm-hmm. how do we get our likeness and you know what I'm saying, yeah. get paid for the things that we're doing, yeah. man, so that yeah. we can start closing that gap. That's good, bro. That's Bro, yeah, bro, it, it's bro, and we so distracted, bro. No question, oh, we so bro. Distracted, man. man. What, what are we distracted by? We distracted by everything, bro. Yeah. And it's intentional. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's why we look at like the crime and the things that's kind of going on right mm-hmm. now. And it bothers me because yes, bro, we are acting like savages. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. But you think about this: you take a uh, two dogs, mm-hmm. pit bulls, and mm-hmm. you train them dogs how to fight, mm-hmm. and you go three, mm-hmm. four, five generations, and that's all they know. Man, you know look. what I'm saying. And now. You wondering why these mm-hmm. people are savages? Mm-hmm. Bro, it's the conditions that we've been in yeah. for so many generations and yeah. so long that never been, the wrongs has never been right. You know what I'm saying? So how do you right those wrongs? Mm. The truth is equity Mm-hmm. Over, yeah, not yeah. over equality, but you mm-hmm. have to have both of them. Yeah, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's equal opportunity, mm-hmm. but be real, bro. Mm-hmm. You gonna you gotta pay me for what I'm actually yeah, worth and yeah. what I bring to the table. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so, if you want to stop these people from being savages, mm-hmm. then you gotta start with why. I've mm-hmm. always heard this. You ask the question three times, why? You'll get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Why is mm-hmm. crime this bad? Yeah. How oh, these kids grew up. With no dad Why Why did they grow up With no dad Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying Well Government programs Came Mm -hmm. in And incentivized Women not to Have the Mm -hmm. man A part of the house Mm -hmm. The government Introduced crack cocaine To pay Mm -hmm. for a war Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying And then Mm -hmm. They incarcerated Our men Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it was a twofold Mass incarceration Mm -hmm. And then The addiction You know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. fell victim to that My family fell victim to that That's why we had A single family home Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying? And so once you start asking enough whys, mm-hmm. bro, it's obvious. It's mm-hmm. obvious why we're in the condition that we're yeah, in, man. Yeah. And so we don't have enough bold leaders mm-hmm. that's speaking up, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's passionate about it because it's all a money grab. Yeah, You'd yeah. be surprised, bro, how how crooked this stuff is. Oh, you know bro, bro, bro. I, I already know, bro. And, and the realization is, bro, is that we got to get back to our young people, bro, and not and realize and understand that informing them and empowering them Bro, it's setting us up for the future so much more. And I think even from an education standpoint, I think CC, I think CCTE is doing a good job now. I think they're doing a lot more. Okay. Um, and I think we need to in, allow more students to experience more careers, yeah, yeah, more yeah. individuals that are in different careers, entrepreneurship, all this good stuff. Exposures, and, and make sure we need to change the curriculum. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the curriculum need to be changed to a certain extent, bro, to, to make sure, hey, look, you know what? You finna do this math class, but I need you to do the math that's gonna uh, show you the square footage of uh, this construction, and we gonna show you how to build and whoop the wood this and another, bro. Bro, you that's a great point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even from a curriculum standpoint, we don't realize how you know what I'm saying limiting it is to yes. our people, right? Mm-hmm. Me, me, and you, bro. We talk a certain way that mm-hmm. we understand. That's you right. read this textbook. This textbook is not written in the way that Come we on. talk or in the way that we understand. My daughter is going through that phase where she's learning how to, you know, read with comprehension. Mm. She'll read some and then may not get it, but then when I say it in the way that we talk, that's right. She instantly understands yeah, it. Yeah, so why yeah. aren't our textbooks catered to, you know what I'm saying, the way our kids mm. think in the in our culture, in our language, that's in the right. way that we interact. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. a problem as well. Let me tell you something, bro. This is random. This is super random, but I think I think I think Apple changed Siri to a black lady. And yeah, I, I yeah. think, <laughs> and look, and when I and it's 
And just the voice yeah. or the tone, which I what I think is a, is a black woman. It just the the when I heard it, I heard it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. For sure, for sure. Instead of the regular, you know, I know this. I know this a small example, but just the sound or the tone. Yeah. Uh, of someone of uh, of African American descent, whatever it may be. But you seen just yeah. the, bro, it just make a difference, bro. For sure, you uh, seen the. Uh, the 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 test that they did with the white doll and the black oh, yeah, doll yeah, yeah, with, yep, with the kids yep. and all the kids thought the black doll was ugly. Yep, Why? Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's because of what you way. see. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's yep. because of what you hear. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's, yep. how, it's, the, it's the propaganda that and how media portrays us, yep. right? right? Bro, I'm going to tell you how cold propaganda is. We as black people have been villainized to a point that mm. we the bad people. Bruh. Cold guy. <laughs> Cold game, cold game. What? Yeah, bro. When did we become the bad people? Yeah, you know bro. Yeah. Nah. Come on, bro. No, sir. Come on, man. Yeah, you know, bro. And I forgot who said it, man. But you know, you can keep something three gener three generations removed from the original source. Mm -hmm. You can change the narrative, right? If you can control the narrative three generations later, they are. You know, what I'm saying we'll forget. What mm. it is, you think about the way people think right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They forget. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the oppression that mm. happened, you know what I'm saying, to mm. our people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How could you forget? You know mm. what I'm saying? And even to an extent, bro, I don't even know a lot of my history, just like you probably yeah. don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We get back into like ancient Kemen and the original people. You mm. know what I'm saying? Man, that's why. I love the Muslim community, mm. run the nation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because of yeah. their education the that they bring, yep. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not a Muslim, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up Christian, mm -hmm. but I so align myself with mm -hmm. their teaching yeah. because yeah. they teach you their foundation of who mm -hmm. you are as a man, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And where you come from. Mm -hmm. And when we realize mm -hmm. a lot of these things that mm -hmm. are still being done today, mm -hmm. They are still being done today, bro. Yeah, yeah, These yeah. came from black people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Things that we created mm -hmm. back in ancient Kemet because we was the original people. You yeah, know what I'm saying? A yeah. lot of the religions and things like yeah, that, bro. Yeah. Do your research. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But once you know who you are, it's hard for somebody to distract you and for somebody to mislead you. You know what I'm saying? We we had a conversation about an interaction mm -hmm. that I had today. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And how people want to, you know, downplay your mm -hmm. ability, you know what I'm saying, to be able to do certain transactions. Yeah, yeah. Sir, I know who I am. Yeah, no question. I know who I come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What you're doing is something that we did yeah. before you even did. It. Yeah. So let me show you how it's done. Yeah, come and on. I dare you to challenge me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. But you can only be that bold, bro, mm -hmm. once you know your That's history. Right. That's right. Once That's you right. know who you are. As That's a person. right. Right. And you and you've done the work too. You know I'm saying I think a lot of times you have to you have to have done the work you have to have the experience you have to be uh, equipped right because you know how to have that conversation because not only am I equipped but I know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah, you feel yeah, what I'm saying sure, for sure it's testing and proving yeah you know and so don't and here's the don't try to go in there and fight Mike Tyson when you just fought Ricky around the corner you thought you <laughs> did whoop him and now you think you're ready yeah, no, yeah. no 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 Get in some old amateur fights, you know what I mean? So, man, man, I, I thought I think we've had a fruitful conversation, bro. Sure, I'm man, sure. bro. I am, bro. I am blessed, bro, to uh, call you a friend, dog, I bro. You doing this, man, man, you you built different, bro. And I, bro, I've learned so much from you, bro. Off camera, behind camera, um, watching you through the videos, bro. Just your actions. Sure. Um, I mean, I appreciate you, bro. Uh, and bro, you are a asset not only to man the Memphis community. Bro, but just the media space, and that, and we thank Patrice and your daughter, bro, for letting you borrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, man, I believe God gonna bless 
what what you got coming up in 2024 and beyond. Yeah. Um, and I just pray, man, he continues to give you strength, bro. He continues to give you the ideas. He continues to give you the wisdom. Yeah. He continues to give you the uh, boldness, bro, and the courage sure. to uh, go against um, uh, the distractions, um, the the um, the powers that be, um, because. Um, when you go the road is less travel, bro. It's more trees in the way, yeah, right? Yeah. You gonna step on more. You gonna step on some, bro. Yeah, 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 um, sure. And uh, but I know you built for it, though. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? And uh, I'm ready to go. I, I go on a journey with you, bro. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I may need to, you know. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, you have yeah, been. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've been with me from day one of this project. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We had our own tap in podcast, yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah. you know, we need to get back too. Yeah. But you know, people see certain things on camera, but a lot of the times, I think some of the um, the unfortunate, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, parts of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. They just don't hear the yeah, conversations sure. prior. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying, man? Yeah. And we've had some deep conversations, mm-hmm. man. That's why mm-hmm. today, you know what I'm saying, you will be the only person, bro, that mm-hmm. I would let, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, interview me. Appreciate that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because you mm-hmm. fully understand mm-hmm. the journey. You mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm saying, some of the things that we've gone mm-hmm. through. And mm-hmm. I respect you mm-hmm. and the things that you've done, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As a leader, mm-hmm. as a husband, as a, as a you know Christian leader mm-hmm. and all that good stuff, man. Giving back to the community when it wasn't popular. You know what I'm saying? Jeremy. You know, the stuff that y'all doing with STS, bro. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. man, mad respect to you too. Yeah, bro. yeah, for sure, for sure. Man, so, man, gonna close this thing out, man. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, Man, stay tapped in. Um, man, make sure you make sure you share this with somebody. Don't, 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 don't put this on your favorite list, right? You definitely want to like, but I want you to share this with somebody, sure. bro, because somebody needs to hear this. Somebody's about to actually start their business, but somebody's about to give up on their business. Yeah. And they need to know that they got somebody that's that's with them. They they know that um they've seen somebody that's gone through it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's 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 the next step, man. So um, man, we appreciate y'all, man. Um, another episode uh, for the equity tab. Look forward to 2024 um and the work you got doing, brother. I love you, bro. I love you too, bro. And appreciate I appreciate this. Yes, sir, yes, sir.